Hello and welcome to the Simply Mental Podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Huntsville, Alabama. We're the only podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier life emotionally and mentally. I am your host, Chris DePew, and I sure am glad that you joined us today. This week's episode is brought to you by Magnolia Ranch Recovery. Magnolia Ranch Recovery is a drug and alcohol treatment center like no other. Situated in a small farm in the foothills of Middle Tennessee, they say their clients learn and live in celestial serenity. Now that does sound nice. They offer equine therapy and other therapies along with traditional alcohol and drug treatment. As far as the rest of the treatment goes, it is given to you by some of the finest counselors in the state of Tennessee. They are a 15-bed facility, so therefore they're able to offer you individualized treatment like no other center can. If you'd like more information, about Magnolia Ranch Recovery, please call 888-992-7955. Hello friends and welcome to episode 7 of the Simply Mental Podcast. I hope that you've had a great week and I hope that things are going your way and that you've been practicing how to live a life that has uh, more meaning and you're able to live a life that uh, is more healthy emotionally and mentally. Well, let me start off by saying, uh, you know, I apologize for a different kind of sound today. We've had some illness in my family, so I'm kind of set up with my uh, my my moving um, or, or my mobile, I guess is the right word, set up, uh, and so it's kind of a different sound. So I apologize for that. I'll try to make it as normal as I can, but again, I am set up in a different space, so it will sound a little different this week. The topic that we're covering this week is also something I want to kind of preface with a few things. We're going to be talking about treatment for drugs and alcohol addiction. Uh, This is the second part of the addiction talk that I wanted to kind of talk about, I wanted to do on the podcast. Uh, I'll give a link in the show notes for the first episode for addiction where we talked about what it is clinically and, and instead of what kind of the myths are about addiction. But this week is going to be, I'm going to talk about treatments, different styles of treatments, different ways to go about getting treatment, what level of care looks like, um, that kind of thing. And again, let me preface this with the same way I did last week. There are many, many, many opinions, um, even in the clinical community, about how we need to treat addiction. Um, There is some research that's leaning more towards finding more medical routes to treat addiction. I'm really not going to dig into those too much because they're not readily available for many people. Uh, They're quite costly. Uh, So I'm going to talk about some of the traditional treatments for drug and alcohol addiction that we currently use, that I'm currently involved in, that I have done in the past. And that I currently do so, um, but I do want to preface this. There's many opinions out there. You could have a, a, a way that I don't cover, which is great. Let me know about it, and I'll kind of make some corrections or some additions in the next podcast. If I forget to mention a type of treatment that you think is beneficial, then I will I will add that to the uh, the next podcast. If you want to email me, um, Chris at simplymental.net. Uh, or, or you can at me at Twitter. Um, I'm at HSV Counselor on Twitter. So, without further ado, let's kind of dig into treatment. Um, this is 
this treatment is intended, the treatment I'm going to talk about is intended for people who truly have a dependency on drugs or alcohol or both. Uh, and, and again, you can go back to the first episode and listen to what dependency means. But so we're going to start for the lowest level of care and we'll kind of move up to the highest level of care. Okay. Uh, lowest level of care is uh, kind of your community support groups, your AAs, your NAs, uh, your CAs. They are a place that you can go uh, and come as you are and kind of talk to people who have been through this, who are still going through this, who are in the same state as you are currently. There's going to be all kinds of um, levels of care that are being given at that at, at local community meetings like AA. They are a fantastic place for you to go, especially first if you really just don't know what to do next. I would say kind of go to an AA or an NA or CA meeting and kind of listen to what's going on, ask for help from people, see what they've done. Um, it's a great resource for you, and I, I don't want to shy away from the fact that it is very beneficial to have a community of people that you can do this with. I don't, you know, 20, I don't know, 25 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, clinicians like myself probably wouldn't have recommended you to go to an AA meeting or to a community meeting like that, uh, simply because we didn't really see the value back then and what they were bringing because we could treat it in other ways. However... In the current day, we really encourage people to have that community because we've seen how important it is to people to have that community to belong to and to feel a part of uh, people who are going through the same things that you are. So please, uh, the first kind of first level of care is to go to some AA meetings, to CA meetings, talk about what uh, what's going on and have some other people give some input into your life and help you through what's what's happening. Okay. And that's typically it might lead to a different place. So you may start there and then they're going to kind of lead you to another higher level of care, depending on what kind of dependency you have and what level of dependency you are. So the next thing I want to talk about is not really, well, it is treatment. So we have a detox stage that you really need to go to, uh, go through. Now, there are some dangers in detox, and this is not something that you should do on your own. You should be medically monitored as you're going through detox. There's a couple of uh, drugs that you could be abusing that can cause seizures pretty easily and uh, kill you in withdrawals. So, some detox, which I mean, what, what I mean is when you quit using your substance. And before you kind of move on to an actual treatment stage, um, you need to get off of the medication and there's a withdrawal period that's going to happen. That withdrawal period needs to be medically monitored. So the next level of care would be detox. Uh, there are plenty of detox facilities all over the country. There's got to be one close to you. Uh, I can't imagine anywhere in the country where there wouldn't be one close to you. So reach out for a detox. If you think you want to get off of this, you want to stop using your substance, the next level of care would be to completely detox from that substance. And the way that you do that is to be medically monitored through a detox program. There are several, like I said, several detox programs all over the country. And I say several, I really mean hundreds. There are hundreds of detox facilities all over the country. So make sure you take advantage of those. That's really the next level of care. And again, these levels of care that I'm going through, this may not be how you do it or how you did it, but I'm just kind of stepping through it the best way I can know how. Um, you may disagree with what, you know, what level of care each one of these are. That's fine. There's no really no order to this except for the fact that you, if you are dependent upon a substance and you want help, you need to get off of it. And there's many ways to do that. That's kind of how I'm doing. So these level of cares may not be exactly, um, in order, I guess. 
once you detox from your drug of choice, your options there kind of broaden as to how you want to get treatment. You could just continue to use uh, just continue to use your community meetings, your AA, your 12-step, and use that, work the steps through your community meeting, and that works for a lot of people. They go to their meetings, they work their steps, they stay sober, they stay clean from their substance, and then they can live whatever life they want. That's after a detox. Um, and again, so that's one option. The other options are, uh, from a detox facility, you could go to an inpatient, um, actually let's step back, let's, let's say you go to a detox and you go through an outpatient um, program. And what that means, an outpatient program means that typically it's three, three to four days a week, sometimes five. So you'll, you'll go through detox, you'll enter in an in intensive outpatient facility or a treatment, outpatient treatment, and you'll go to group therapy. Um, it's typically done group therapy. They offer you individual at most um, at most outpatient facilities, but you'll go through group therapy three to five days a week uh, with a therapist, and that's kind of your, it doesn't take the place of meetings, but what it does is it supplements the meetings that you may be going to as far as AA or NA or whatever, if you're still continuing to go to those. So it's not, um, that's kind of where you would go uh, if you think there's a more that you need Um there's an option to go to an outpatient type of setting. And again, all this depends on what kind of um, level of dependency that you're sitting at and, and, and where you're, um, where you think you best fit. Now, the, all the treatment programs that I'm going to, you know, all the treatment programs that you can get into, they're going to have somebody evaluate you and they're going to make sure that you get into which program is best for you based on a bunch of um, you know, clinical uh, diagnostic tools that they use, and they'll let you know that if out, if outpatient is good enough, you know, is good enough, or if you need to do inpatient, which we'll talk about in a minute. But so, so a professional will help you decide um, which which route you need to go. Okay, so outpatient is typically going to be a group therapy, like I said, three to five days a week um, for two two hours a, a day, three hours a day. It really depends on the program. Um, there's different programs, so two or three hours a, a day for three to five days is what a, a typical outpatient program looks like. Um, length of outpatient programs vary widely. Uh, you could be in an outpatient program for you know 14 sessions. You could be in there for 25 sessions. Um, it really depends. It depends on, you know, the clinical diagnostic tools they're using to help you decide what level of care you do need, okay? All right, the other options for you after you're, after a detox could be that you go to an inpatient facility. An inpatient facility is one where you stay there. It's like a hospital. You will stay in the facility. You'll have, you'll be monitored 24 hours a day. Um, you'll have kind of group therapy. You'll have individual therapy. You'll have family sessions. You'll have Recreational therapy typically is included. There might be occupational therapy in some of them. Um, I'm not sure. I've never, I've never worked in a facility that had occupational therapy, but I could see how it would be beneficial. Um, so that's an inpatient facility. You'll stay there for 14 to 28 days typically. You know, a 30-day program is really what they talk about when they say inpatient, but it's, it's typically 14 to 28 days. And in those facilities, you get intense treatment. You'll be, at, you'll be in treatment all the time. You'll go to group therapy. Um, you'll go to individual therapy. You'll do group therapy every day, sometimes twice a day, three times a day. 
Uh, you'll have meetings inside. The, when I say meetings, you'll have like AA or community meetings that come to the facility uh, and, and have meetings inside there. Um, it's a really intense um, situation, and so it's really needed for a lot of people in order to kind of separate themselves from the environment in which they were using substances. Inpatient is a really great way to give yourself some distance and don't, um, you know, allow you to kind of get a clear head before you go back to whatever environment was that you, you went to. Uh, and so, okay, so that covers the main ones. You've got your just going to community meetings and working the steps. Uh, a detox facility, which is pretty much necessary for anyone dependent upon a substance. Um, and then you can uh, you can go outpatient or you can go inpatient. And those are the types of treatment. There's a, a an additional to this. I don't want to make this sound like it is. You can do this without the others. But I will tell you that I'm an emotionally focused therapist. So I really believe that there's an emotion behind all of our behavior, an emotion that drives all of our behavior. And so if that's the case, then you also need to really have some, some individual therapy, probably family therapy too, that kind of digs in a little deeper beyond just the addiction and tries to help you understand life through, um, through emotions. Because oftentimes when you abuse a substance, you don't feel anything. You kind of numb out. And so you're going to be clean and sober now, and you're going to start feeling emotions that you haven't felt maybe in a really long time. And so if that's the case, you need to have a therapist that you can really, you really trust and that you can go to in addition to all these other things. Um, now, if you're inpatient, they're going to assign you a therapist. You can't really go to an outside therapist at that point. But again, let me stress this. An inpatient stay for 28, uh, 14 or 28 days isn't enough treatment, in my opinion. I think that you really need to find a therapist that you can work with deeper emotional issues with, deeper emotional um, problems, um, any kind of grief, anything like that. You need to be able to seek out somebody outside of that treatment once you're done with your inpatient, okay? Don't stop there. There's a lot of work to be done, okay? That's the other treatment that I want to make sure to mention is that you know, individual counselors can really help those that are in the midst of addiction, but also really help you once you come out of a 30-day stay or 14 to 28, you know, depending. They can really help you through some of the deeper emotions, grief. There's all kinds of things that occur uh, because you abused a substance and or they, they occurred and then you abused a substance, one or the other. But they're always something to be working on, okay? So I think that don't don't rule out going to an individual therapist that's a private therapist um, just because you've been through you know an inpatient and you should be good to go. That's really not the case. So be careful about that. So what what do you do after an inpatient stay? Do you just go back home? Well, you might, but there's also options to continue kind of monitorization and um, you know learning new life skills, learning how to live life clean and sober because it's a completely different experience for a lot of people, depending on how many years you were using. So a lot of people opt to go to what's called, um, uh, some people call them halfway houses, some of them call them sober houses. It really just depends on, you know, the marketing and, and, and whatnot. But it's a place that you can go that's like a group home that has people that are still, that, that are also have left a treatment facility. They're in the same kind of stage of treatment that you are. Some of them are a little farther along. Some of them are a little less, you know, far along. But anyway, there, there's a group of people who that you can live with uh, in a house together. 
And again, you'll do meetings with them. Sometimes they'll have people come in and speak to you. Sometimes they'll have people to come in and do group therapy uh, with you. But it's just a, it's a, it's, it's, but in the halfway house or the sober living home, it's not like inpatient where you're kind of locked in the facility. You'll get a job. You'll, uh, you'll eventually earn a lot of, um, you know, if you're doing well, you'll earn a lot of, uh, you know, credits, so to speak, in order to kind of like have some free time, have a pass out. They'll still monitor you with the drug testing and all kinds of things because you still have to be clean and sober to live in the house. So, uh, but you'll, you'll, they'll help you get a job. They'll help you, um, you know, do all these things, navigate the city that it's in, that kind of stuff. But that's a really good option for people who really are, who really came from a bad environment, maybe, and they're really trying to separate themselves as far as they possibly can from that environment. A halfway house after a treatment is a really good way to go about that. And again, they'll work the steps with you. They'll also help get you to meetings, help get you a sponsor. Um, all those kinds of good things that need to kind of go on uh, at the end of in the treatment. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the ending mark where you have some you have a halfway house. That's really after the halfway house, you really kind of have already integrated yourself back into daily routines that are clean and sober, and you can pretty much go back to the environment that you found yourself. Okay, uh, and that's the, that's the goal anyway, is to get you back integrated into the life that you kind of left behind without the drugs and alcohol. So you had a family, you'll get back in with your family, that kind of thing. Uh, so that kind of sums up most of the treatment. I'm sure there's a lot that I kind of left out. Uh, again, I try to keep my podcast pretty short so I don't, I don't overwhelm you with things. But how do you start this process? Well, that's kind of the easy part, I guess. How you start the process is to find a treatment facility that you think looks right for you. Somebody who offers multiple stages, maybe they offer outpatient and inpatient. Um, you know, find some, find a treatment center. You know, go online, uh, start googling treatment centers close to you or not close to you. It really doesn't matter. Most of them will arrange transportation for you. So if you're across the country but you really think this treatment center is for you, give them a call. They can work something out with you. Okay. But the first step is to find somewhere you think fits you and then give them a call and let them do some assessments on you to figure out what what kind of help they feel like you need. And then you can decide for yourself whether or not that sounds like a good plan. And once you've come up with that good plan, they'll send you, you know, they'll either bring you into the facility, they'll send you to detox, and then they'll get you from detox. All these kind of things that, that they'll kind of work out for you. The hard part for you, and I say it's hard, but I also said it was easier earlier, but that first phone call is hard to make, and it does take a lot of courage, and I don't want you to think of it as weakness. It's it's really courage that allows you to make that first phone call. So once you make that first phone call, everything else can be taken care of. They'll help you with every other thing um, uh, as far as transportation and all the other things that you need to be doing. They'll help you along with that once you make that phone call. So make the find a treatment center that looks like it's for you. Give them a call. Let them do some assessments on you. And then get on with your treatment so that you can live the life that you really want to live. Okay? The goal for treatment of alcohol and, and, and drugs is to get you away from them and to get you a good mindset that says, hey, I really want to live a life that's clean and sober. That's the goal of any treatment center. So once you do that, then you can work on some of the emotional things that kind of come along with that, okay? But the main goal is, again, you have to... You have to uh, get in a mindset that you want to be clean and sober, that you want to live a different kind of life, okay? And once you really want that, then there's lots of people who can help you. Um, 
So I hope that this podcast has uh, been beneficial, at least giving you a brief overview. I did not dig in very deep at all into any of these treatment modalities, but I do want you to think that, you know, I want you to kind of get a bird's eye view of what's out there. Um, You know, the just community meetings, detox facilities, inpatient, outpatient treatment, halfway houses, sober living, all those kind of things. That's your options, but it all starts with you making a phone call to a treatment facility that can figure out where where they think you best fit and then you can make a decision from there okay so it kind of starts with you making the phone call i hope that if you are suffering from drugs from a dependency of drugs and alcohol today and you're listening to this i hope this gives you some courage to reach out to somebody to make a phone call to a treatment center local to you or somewhere that you found that you really think fits you very well Uh, and i hope that you will do that because i know that you're worth it you're worth it not like I don't even know you but I still know you're worth it because you woke up and you were able to hear what I said and you were able to to listen today and you were given a new chance at a new day that's what tells me you're worth it it has nothing to do with what you've done or who you are I know you're worth it because you woke up there's a higher power out there that decided that you were worth it long before you even knew it because he gave you a new day that means that there's some purpose that you still serve in this greater picture. A higher power gave you a new day, which means that you're worth it to me. Uh, and I hope that it means it's, that you're worth it to you. Because that's who needs to, you're the one who needs to know that you're worth it. I know that me saying it doesn't mean much to you, but I'm telling you right now, you are worth getting help. You are worth living the life that you really want to live. So go out there, find somewhere that you think it works for you and get the help you need. I want to thank this week's sponsor again. Um, They sponsored the podcast again this week, Magnolia Ranch Recovery. Uh, I do appreciate the sponsorship. Uh, If you are looking for drugs and alcohol treatment, they are an inpatient facility. Uh, located in rural Tennessee that is on a beautiful campus so if you have been on campus there it's it's beautiful so if you are if you are looking for somewhere kind of look their website up which is magnoliaranchrecovery.com or give a call um, to the number that was in the, the ad read in the very beginning of the podcast and they'll help you along the way too but again they're not the only ones out there so if you don't think that fits you then please find someone that does okay But I do want to thank Magnolia Ranch Recovery. Hey, we'll see you next week, friends, and uh, be safe and do your best to do the work so that you can live a healthier life emotionally and mentally. Thanks. This has been the Simply Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I want to remind everybody that the information shared in this podcast is not meant to replace the information from a professional. So if you need a professional, please be sure to reach out and find a professional in your area. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and also rate in iTunes. We'll see you next time.